2: Real. Yo, they wanna hey. Real. 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 Hey. no
0: they come on, come on. want to know welcome to who weekly the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't I'm Bobby finger I'm Lindsay Weber we're in Boston tonight see you in Boston also buy tickets to our LA shows our Vancouver shows our Toronto show and our final New York show, please. Who us? Oh, San Francisco too, but again, San Francisco school is sold out. So is Boston. So is Boston. On the cover of People magazine this week, two faces were front and center: Jonathan Scott and Zoe Deschanel. Big faces covering up the People logo. Jonathan Scott and Zoe Deschanel. We never expected to find this love. Above them, top right smaller photo taylor and travis their big new york weekend a-list hangouts and what's next
1: i don't have the updated set of magazine color covers in my apple news plus section yet just Mm -hmm. i want to point that out there but because I wanted to go read this and I like couldn't go read the full. I wanted to read the magazine version, not just the mm-hmm. online version. Right now, the the cover of People That's in Gwen. Apple News Plus is still Gwen, Love, Family, in My New Chapter. But <laughs> I did notice that Life and Style had uh, Taylor and Travis Kelsey front and center. It's on. And then Us Weekly had zoe and joe jonas but had had travis and taylor at the top right hand corner game Mm. on so i do i am appreciating seeing the sportsification again of the gossip yeah touch down it's on game on like let's go play ball play ball
0: meanwhile star has kevin costner very photoshopped christine put me through hell
1: I know. In touch somehow has Russell a Russell Brand Katy Perry cover, which is like, ah, honey, we're not talking about that. I don't know. I think that's yeah, that's it. Life that's and style had way. Nanny's tell all last weekend, which is a classic mm-hmm. for them. Yeah, people had the softer side of Gordon Ramsay last week. They're really <laughs> running through him.
0: But what did you learn about Zoe Deschanel and Jonathan Scott's engagement? Anything? <sighs>
1: I mean, this was their first interview since their surprise engagement in August. You know that, which is funny because the idea that like it's a a, a real it's a real win that these two held off on saying anything for like what what month is it? August, September, August. three months they held off till they got the people cover to say what I don't know that they're engaged and. Uh, their first date was an escape room, and then they said, I love you for the first time at the magic castle. And it just gets worse as we go.
0: I can't believe they've been dating since 2019. This is a pre pandemic relationship.
1: Their second date was at the third property brothers' wedding, in which it was costume themed. I think you remember those photos. I do. They're traumatizing.
0: They're stuck in my memory. I also like this other breaking news that you have in here.
1: What's that? Oh, I didn't put this here. Did <laughs> You didn't put this here? Who put this here?
0: then it must have been timmy
1: (laughs) our third the third harmonizer of our group we are
0: all harmonizers that's the thing about blt we're all harmonizers
1: we're all harmonizers
0: listen to this clip that again one of the three harmonizers put in this doc but
2: here's the good news we have an in sync reunion that just I know, happened I you know, know I'm and dying. that was the group that you were like there's no, no way, way it's ever gonna happen yes. but i do feel like in the future we'll get all the girls together 100 percent. so maybe working on something
0: excuse me yes oh
3: it's sooner than we think
2: <laughs>
0: okay you can't see that but that was ally brooke of fifth harmony telling someone on e that they may be working don't, on something.
1: Don't So do then, of that. course,
0: all of the harmonizers Dangerous. started freaking out, right? Y'all, Allie Brooke confirmed Fifth Harmony reunion coming sooner than we think. It ignites a low-level wildfire, I guess, on the internet. All the harmonizers are freaking out.
1: It was so effective in <laughs> making the harmonizers crazy that she had to follow up with a tweet she that had was to like, tweet. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, they're actually the tweet is no so, reunion. Read the
0: tweet verbatim. It's really She acts like she didn't do anything. <laughs> Sounds like a letter from a bank or something.
1: <laughs> I'm thrilled to see there's a lot of interest surrounding Fifth Harmony. <laughs> reunion has many meanings.
0: Reunion has many meanings.
1: I'm sorry, reunion only has one meaning. Like, we all, who are we all kidding? Reunion only has one meaning. And while there's no official reunion happening at the moment, some beautiful friendships and relationships are slowly reuniting and healing in a powerful way. XX Alley. Wait, what? It's either you reunion or you no know reunion. It seems like you no reunion. Meanwhile, did you see uh, Lauren?
2: Oh, Lauren being hilarious!
1: She tweeted like, "Don't make AI drawings without me, without my consent." And I was like, "Yes, Lauren's busy, so like, she's not reuniting."
0: Lauren is, I think, a lot of people's favorite. Is that true? I think she's Timmy's favorite, is what I mean. Stop using my image to make non-consensual AI images of me. Thanks.
1: (laughs) Didn't Timmy say that Lauren was his favorite? I'm not putting words in Timmy's mouth as to who Timmy's favorite Fifth Harmony member is, because I'm not going to get in trouble for misinformation.
0: A song that they'd never released leaked, and he sent it to us last week. And he said, congratulations, this song has finally leaked. They used to perform this live in their mall tour era, like super early days. I was so obsessed. Fun fact, one time when I met them at a meet and greet, I asked Lauren to release it, and she laughed at me. And I said, ha ha ha, I knew I liked Lauren. And Timmy said, Lauren is my fave. (laughs)
1: <laughs> not you reading timmy's text on the pod without his permission
0: timmy timmy i'll text him and ask if i can read those
1: just feel like just like lauren doesn't want ai you have to get timmy's permission to read his texts on the pod
0: you are listening to who's there with weekly call and show where we take your questions comments and concerns at 619 who them let's start with some comments remember a couple weeks ago where someone called in about daddy warbucks because they were dating someone and she said okay daddy warbucks and they didn't know what she was talking about Mm -hmm. that person called back in
3: hey just to end the saga of daddy warbucks he's not bald he informed me that he does not rent he owns and i said okay daddy warbucks we're still seeing each other shout out to me crunch crunch
0: the hooligan is still seeing Daddy Warbucks. Daddy Warbucks is not bald. And the reason she said Daddy Warbucks at this person is because he said that he owns his home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't good. rent. I own. And she said, okay, Daddy Warbucks.
1: That's funny. No, I wouldn't expect you to Daddy Warbucks somebody with with their bald. There's, much, there's many other bald references that I would give if we were bullying somebody for being bald, which we're not doing. No. Which we're not doing no. but bullying somebody for being rich yes call them daddy horbucks for sure yes mr Moneybags. What what other you know who are you trump i guess people used to say but no longer is the first reference for trump rich you know what i mean
0: yeah okay next call
1: hey DLT, um important
3: question mark update on the lesbian TikTok. London, Olivia couple, I'm sorry, I'd never heard of them before you guys talked about them, but the algorithm serviced, uh, an update. They got married at a plantation in 2023. Please discuss,
1: uh, Crunch Crunch by Uh, that's not even the worst as to what happened after we mentioned them on the podcast,
0: which feels like a
1: milkshake duck. I mean, you're outraged about that.
0: Be outraged about this, but honey, buckle up.
1: One of them had racist tweets come up right after that people piece. I do think what's really interesting is like, you get the people piece, it's your wedding, it's like the pinnacle of your kind of fame situation because you're two tiktok lesbians and then of course someone on reddit's like i can do a search you know what i mean <laughs> we weren't doing a search i can do a search
0: they searched a single word on london stalling's twitter account and let me tell you something there were so many it seemed like there were hundreds
1: but then the funniest thing about this and like uh, is that they had to do an apology video while on their honeymoon
0: and she's dressed in her very cottage core look and she's saying, you know, I was young, I was a teenager, I'm ashamed. So that's what happened. I'm utterly right. disgusted and ashamed. hmm Oh yeah. no. The TikTok lesbians who we know very little about end up having a dark past. I know. We're so surprised.
3: Hi DLP. I am calling because I was looking at um Paul Wesley uh Paul Wesley's Instagram, because I'm a the Vampire Diaries fan. And I saw that he was doing like a bullying campaign with, uh, Terry Crews, Lucy Hale, and Tia Mori, um, which, uh, interesting, uh, group of people. Uh, also with two other people who I, I don't think I've ever seen them before. And so I wanted to know if y'all could like look at this, um, thing on instagram it's on tia's instagram he's on everyone's instagram obviously but um yeah who are these other people with paul wesley lucy hale terry cruz and tia mori uh
1: and um what's going on here um crunch crunch what are we talking about a bullying campaign
0: an anti-bullying campaign that was done by a teen who's really just a knob nah, but who's Father is a famous, well, not famous, successful producer in Hollywood, Aaron Kaplan.
1: Well, if you check all of the shows that he's done, all of these celebrities that are in this anti-bullying campaign have been in. So these people all kind of work for him. Therefore, like, it makes sense that they would be giving their time to his daughter's anti-bullying campaign, that she's also in the video, if you notice.
0: Yeah. So it's Tia Mowry. Paul Wesley, Lucy Hale, Terry Crews, Madison Beer. The caller didn't know who two of the people were. One of the people that the caller didn't know who was, was Madison Beer.
1: And the other one is Dalen Kaplan, who wrote it.
0: Who is the glue that holds all this together. This was sort Mm -hmm. of like, not that interesting, because it's just like a nah child of a Hollywood person making an anti-bullying campaign. Mm -hmm. So the thing that made me sort of go like, what? on this was all of these actors posted this individually on their feeds but paul wesley who is from the vampire diaries said thank you at kaplan aaron at dalen kaplan for asking me to be a part of this important campaign to address bullying okay the top comment is just a fan account i guess for megan markle because their username is mrs megan unless it is in fact megan markle said now paul knows that madison beer is a person and not a beer company and i was like Wait a second, that sounds too specific to be a joke. Did he ever mistake Madison Beer with a beer before? And it turns out he did two years ago. Here's a people headline. Vampire Diaries' Paul Wesley accidentally mistakes singer Madison Beer for actual beverage.
1: Okay, but at this point, he was already fucking with people by doing these Instagram stories, which I have retweeted on the Who Weekly feed because he's kind of known for being a little bit of a purposeful a dum dum to culture in his stories which like, is like I'm an elder millennial stuff, i don't know what's going on well usually that stuff turns bad like usually it turns like it's fun for a little bit and then you're kind of like all right enough but he mm-hmm. seems to really have a good run on the kind of silly front facing uh question answering thing
0: mhm he just did it i think you or timmy put this in here popgrave just tweeted his most recent q and a on instagram where he's talking about like the roman empire and then all the responses are people being like here's my favorite one that he's ever done and it's like this is his bit
1: Mm -hmm. but i do think that also his fans are purposefully giving him tough things to know i mean knowing madison beer in 2021 that's tough that's tough
0: speaking of just to give you a little quiz what do you think madison beer's most recent project was
1: singing she has an album I listen to her album. It's really good.
0: Okay. I just wanted to see if you don't knew test it. Turns me. out you're a fan. Don't
1: test don't test me. I've listened to the album. It's good.
0: What's Paul Wesley's most recent thing?
1: That I don't that I don't fucking know. I don't know this guy. What's he in?
0: He's in a new season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds.
1: Thank you. That's something that you should know, not me. I don't I'll watch Star Trek. I'll keep track of Madison Beer. You can keep track of Paul Wesley.
0: Oh. He's one of the brothers in Brothers Bond.
1: Yeah, we talked about that.
0: Oh, I always forget that he's the other brother because I think that it's real brothers, but they're not real brothers. Okay, got it.
1: No, they're co-stars in an old TV show that everyone loves, which it's, is what why teenagers still harass him because they're watching his old
0: show on re-watching the CW. They're Vampire Diaries. Yeah, like oh, his okay. show
1: kind of never dies in the realm of being a teenager in Vampire Diaries, but he is aging, you know, rapidly. You could say. The other thing that you pointed out about this anti-bullying campaign that made me laugh, which we like, when you first said, other other than this detail, it's not a funny anti-bullying campaign. It's just a normal one and seems pretty serious. But when you said, like, it sounds like Lucy Hale is the bully in the campaign. I forgot to play played, the clip. You have to play the campaign. Right save the clip for now to play. And then it's it just sounds like the way that the script is written that Lucy Hale's the one that's bullying.
0: So this is, I think, no, this isn't Terry Crews. It cuts from Terry Crews to Paul Wesley. Paul Wesley says something and Lucy Hale responds to that thing. And the way that she responds to it makes her sound like the biggest fucking bully you've ever met in your life. <laughs> Listen. 13 million young people are bullied each year.
1: That we know about. Think about- <laughs> <laughs> that we know about. That we know about.
0: Lucy? That we know about. Lucy doesn't give bully to me. Like, there are certain actors in Hollywood who give bully to me. Lucy doesn't, but there she does.
1: To you, what is the most famous celebrity run anti bullying campaign? Because there is one. There's a correct answer to this.
0: Oh, isn't it Hillary Duff?
1: Yeah, it's That's So Gay. <laughs> and then she's like, Your skirt, gay is a skirt. Wait, let me play that.
3: Do you like this top? It's so gay. Really? Yeah, it's totally gay. You know, you really shouldn't say that.
2: Say what? Well, say that something's gay when you mean it's bad. It's insulting. What if every time something was bad, everybody said, oh, that's so girl wearing a skirt as a top. Oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Those are cute jeans, though. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say?
1: Yes. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I do realize what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> I meant to be in support when she said the thing at the end but somehow I ended up being not in support
0: that's so girl wearing a skirt as a top it's like that's a nice try but this ad really gives written by straight people
1: (laughs) but by writing that ad therefore all gay people now say that's girls wearing a skirt as a top that became the new and then it just means the same thing you know. That's so a girl wearing a skirt as the top.
0: God, one of these top comments. Homophobia has been ended. Truly iconic. A cultural reset. <laughs> I mean, it's like.
1: It really was a cultural reset.
0: Every comment is I can't believe Hillary Duff ended homophobia. She gave me the strength yeah, to come out. She did. Hillary Duff ended she homophobia.
1: Did. Yes. When you say gay, do you know what you say?
0: You're so gay and you don't even like boys.
1: Oh, Katy Perry did enough bullying for all of us. Is that bullying? Yeah. Who knows? What is bullying? Who, who knows?
0: Instead of saying "That's so, girl who wears a skirt as a top," I say "That's so." The album Smile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. so. It's not nice. And that's, that's un- so. It's really unfair. Three quarters un- of nice to Katy Perry.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Rude. Next call.
2: How want you to be famous
0: springtime vibes are in the air and when i bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming i want to smell them not the litter box and i can thanks to pretty litter i'm going to correct this ad because i didn't bring any flowers in but you know what i did cook yesterday a big pot of beans it smelled delicious in my apartment it smelled like all the yummy stuff i was cooking and it didn't smell like cat poopoo or cat pee because i use pretty litter So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. (laughs) Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now.
2: I want to be famous.
3: Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, I just got served another one of the Nespresso ads <laughs> where Julia Garner and Simone Ashley are just, like, staring at me. And I think they're really weird, and I want to know what you guys think. Have you seen them? Do you think the marketing strategy is working? Okay, talk to you later, Lindsay Podcaster.
0: There's a new Nespresso ad that they're not really... for us they're not really big in the united states nespresso ads like george looney's been doing nespresso ads for over a decade maybe almost two decades and it wasn't until very recently that one even aired in the united states it was always sort of his like secret thing that he did and he gives all of the proceeds to charity or most of them at least so he's been doing this for a very long time and there have been a lot of celebrities who've been in these ads currently the celebrities who were co-stars with him are julia garner And Simone Ashley, Julia Garner of, I guess, what's that show? Ozark fame and Simone Ashley of Bridgerton fame. Bridgerton.
1: I mean, all ads are kind of international now if they're online. So it's like you really can't avoid like he used to be able to avoid the ads like getting to the U.S. to be viewed in a way. There was like a more of a gate. But now Mm -hmm. if they're in English, they're kind of just like put on YouTube and everyone can see them. Also, like what is an ad if viewed on YouTube versus like an ad placed somewhere? Like we're watching this ad like on YouTube by our own free will, not even in the middle of something like an ad should be which is what makes this whole thing so confusing because we're just like watching it as like content which is like what they want because they made it with actual celebrities they're like oh this will make people will want to watch this versus being Mm -hmm. forced to watch this like as an advertisement
0: people stan julia people stan simone and i guess people do stand george clooney
1: I mean, he wasn't in Mean Girls, but he's definitely done other things that Zoomers have seen or cared about, I guess.
0: I told Lindsay this, but I saw a young person on the subway watching Mean Girls on TikTok on October 3rd. And I was just like, this is so wild to see in the wild.
1: Yeah, in like 32 parts. But But you know what? Then we had a think, and I was like, you know what? Watching Mean Girls in 32 parts on TikTok is way easier in terms of just getting something on your phone than most ways of finding that movie to watch on your phone. It's true. Right? I mean, think about it. Like... That's but fair. it just feels like, yeah, what, is it, what else would that person do to watch Mean Girls on their phone? Exactly. Like, exactly. Go on streaming? Impossible. Impossible. This cracked me up because, you know, in this ad, you know what they're doing? They're playing a game. I don't know if you've ever played before, but it feels like something you would do at a party, which is guess what people's What's coffee their coffee order, order is. Yeah. I know, which we've done on this podcast for celebrities.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah. he sees Julia Garner and then Simone Ashley walks up to the Nespresso machine and he's like, guess her coffee order. And Julia acts like she's guessing. And George makes a guess, and he's wrong. And Julia Garner says, no, she's an iced girly. Like, she wants her iced whatever, virtuo. And turns out Simone gets her iced drink. George owes Julia Garner money. At the end of the commercial, the gag is that Simone and Julia are friends, and they came together, and they drive off in a cute little convertible. It's implying queer, but it isn't explicitly saying queer, but there's definitely like gay vibes. There's definitely like queer vibes. Gay vibes into
1: a Nescafe like ad. Okay. Julia and
0: Simone have chemistry, okay? Anyway, that's what's happening in the thing. I have not seen this organically on my feeds as an ad served to me, but it seems like this is in fact an American ad or at least international enough that like americans are seeing it organically i think it's also popping up on tiktok a lot because they have like 10 second Mm. cuts of it okay Mm -hmm. but the thing is is this all that interesting no No. someone ashley it girl julia garner it girl i'm not surprised that these people are in an ad with george clooney they're all supposed to be like lux celebrities international appeal yeah But I was thinking about, because George Clooney has been doing this for so long, I was like, how many celebrities have been in his ads? Wow. After doing a little research, I found out a lot of celebrities have been in his ads. There are some that were French that I will not use here because you wouldn't really recognize them. Like, he was just in a very high-profile ad.
1: So these are Nespresso ads that George Clooney has.
0: Nespresso ads from 2006 onward. Oh, wow. With George Clooney, with George Clooney, and all of them that I'm gonna name. Okay, but there was one that mm. he just did with um, Jean Dujardin of The Artist, Fame, and also Camille Cotin, Cottin, Camille Cotin, who so you know because she was in French uh, Silver Chair, not Silver Chair. Uh-huh. What's the uh-huh. What's the movie with Matt Damon? Sweet. What's the one about? What? That was Amanda Knox.
1: Oh, my God. Stillwater. Still I was going to say <laughs> sweet My water. favorite film.
0: Oh, okay. Remember Camille Gurley in there who like falls on the last name? Okay. Gurley. She's a star, Camille Gurley. She's slaying. Slay remember we
1: were like, she's a star.
0: Camille Camille is a slay. Camille. Anyway, so these are all Camille? American or not American actors you would know. How about that? Uh-huh, I think maybe most, uh-huh. of them, most of them are American, but point is okay, okay, you would know okay. who they are. Okay. I'm going to read you the, like, descriptions of these commercials and leave the celebrity out. And I'm going to see if you can guess who the celebrity is in the George Clooney Nespresso commercial. Okay? Mm. In this latest commercial, his celebrity is once again exploited by a young woman looking to be alone with her coffee. But this time, he has a plan to turn the situation on its head by drawing the female mob's attention to the presence of fellow heartthrob, Blank. Okay?
1: What? Okay.
0: <laughs> Ryan Gosling, Matt Damon... Orlando Bloom or Brad Pitt?
1: Ugh, what year?
0: 2013.
1: Let's go for Matt Damon.
0: You're right. It is Matt Damon.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: First time here?
0: Yeah. Normally,
2: I use my uh, espresso app. Ah, to be alone.
1: Matt Damon is inside! Oh, man. I love these plots.
0: He apparently got like $3 million for this commercial.
1: And I guess he didn't give it to charity.
0: This is great how he did it. Matt Damon earned $150,000 per second to appear in Nespresso (laughs) ad with George Clooney.
1: (laughs) Per second.
0: Okay. Next one is... In this latest installment of the Nespresso Coffee Saga, George Clooney found... They all have narratives. George Clooney found himself at the pearly gates of heaven after dying in a freak accident. There he encounters St. Peter in the form of blank who offers him the option to return to Earth in return for his Nespresso coffee machine. Who plays St. Peter? John Malkovich, (laughs) Idris Elba, Russell Crowe, or Liam Neeson? The year is, what is this, 2009, if that helps. Liam Neeson. (laughs) wrong it's john malkovich it's a two-minute ad i'll play it here and it's all oh my god and again this was before they were in the united states they killed him off they killed him off
2: hello george where am i make an educated guess oh it must be a mistake we don't make mistakes
0: next one next one here we go this is in 2018 okay Premiering on screens around the world today, George Clooney returns in his latest installment as an espresso band ambassador, as he's never been seen before. The Quest, the name of the commercial, sees George Clooney suited up in armor, majestically saving a medieval kingdom before hitting the streets of New York City on a quest to find his heart's desire, the kingdom's most exceptional coffee. Co-starring in the epic adventure is one of the silver screen's most famous queens, Sophie Turner, Natalie Dormer, Lena Headey, or RuPaul. Who plays the queen in this ad?
1: I know you want me to say RuPaul, but let's say Lena Headey.
0: It's Natalie Dormer. Sorry, it's Natalie oh, Dormer. Okay.
1: okay, wow.
0: On trend.
1: Tis all I desire.
2: Did thou bring enough for the whole kingdom?
0: This next ad is from 2015. Okay. In the cast and crew lounge of a movie studio, characters in costume line up for coffee. As blank dressed as Napoleon, goes for the coffee pot. He sees George Clooney using an espresso and asks if it's coffee. After Clooney confirms, Blank declares he wants in, and Clooney takes him under his wing. Okay? Who is playing okay. Napoleon? Okay? I Googled mm-hmm. famous short actors for this.
1: <laughs> of course. Danny DeVito, you got on here?
0: Yeah, Danny DeVito. Uh huh. Joe Pesci.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Kevin Hart. Dustin Hoffman.
1: Okay, what year is this?
0: 2015. Kevin Hart. No, it's Danny DeVito.
1: <laughs> Damn, oh, fuck. Okay. I had it.
0: What's that? Nespresso. Take coffee? Yeah. This is from 2007. Okay. This 2007 ad is a cinematic film where George meets beautiful actress blank, thinking she wants his autographed. But in fact, it's the Nespresso she wants. Okay. Who was the 2007 actor girly who just wants espresso, not George Clooney? Samantha Mumba, Eva Amurri, Claire Danes, or Camilla Bell? What year? 2007.
1: 2007?
0: Yeah. I feel like all those girlies kind of were m- more relevant 2000, or had a very specific Camilla Bell? It was Camilla Bell. <laughs>
1: but also like not really relevant to the point of her, like more of a like kind of a random girly. She's kind of a, girlie. of a random girly right
2: funny excuse me i'm sorry do you mind if of I? of course
1: um... you know I... I don't think i have a pen
2: huh um i just want an espresso
0: yeah on the terrace of a stunning italian villa in lake como Clooney is pouring himself a cup of silky smooth nespresso coffee Just as the coffee is ready, a hand appears and takes the cup. It is none other than (laughs) blank, who saunters over to an attractive female and promptly attempts to win her affections by trying to use Clooney's infamous what-else phrase. Okay, who was the famous, like, funny man in this ad? Let me actually find out what the year was. 2016. 2016. Was it Jack Black, Eddie Murphy, Sasha Baron Cohen, or russell brand
1: what year did you say
0: 2015 jack black it is jack black you got it right yeah jack Clooney: nespresso what else double what else here's a headline from the shooting of this commercial from 2019 and you're gonna fill in the blank
1: so crazy that these ads with george Clooney have been getting press as ads for yep. decades now yep like, just as an ad. Every single ad is, is newsworthy because of him.
0: George Clooney, 58, this is the Daily Mail, cuts a dashing figure as he rides donkey with blank 29 while shooting new an espresso ad in Madrid. Okay? Mm. who the, All of these girlies were 29 in 2019. Okay. Is it Zoe Kravitz, Emma Stone, Dakota Johnson, or Brie Larson?
1: Is it Brie Larson.
0: It's Brie Larson. Okay. Here's <laughs> the craziest thing. This is like the perfect punchline, air quotes punchline to this game. Uh-huh. Brie Larson filmed a Nespresso ad with George Clooney in which they rode donkeys through Madrid. This Nespresso yep. ad never aired. And I think I know why. Anywhere. Anywhere. It only exists as it got a lot of press lore. images. Oh, it, it only exists, only exists, as, as, being lore. It only exists as being filmed behind the scenes It only exists as being filmed. Yes, because it was like George the Clooney BTS. on a donkey, silly, silly, yeah. silly. He's on a donkey with Brie Larson. Okay.
1: Okay. Wait. Why? Why do you think it never aired?
0: Because this is what I think. Because you, when you shoot ads, you shoot them like far in advance from when they air. Right. It's it's like a movie. It's like a TV show. Like the ads are made like see like a a season yeah. in advance. You got to plan your next quarter yes, or two quarters. Of course, in no
1: one's disagreeing with you. Yes, ads are made. They're they're
0: shot early. So at some point after September 2019. Yep. Nespresso got in a little bit of trouble and they didn't release an ad for a while until like the following fall because mm. in early 2020, and I'm assuming probably late 2019, they got tipped off on this. They were exposed for using child labor in their facilities.
1: I kind of remember this. And George Clooney, the face of the company. George
0: was like, I don't condone this. I'm so disturbed by this. So I saw that all of these statements, it was a documentary that came out, I think, just in Europe. They had to release statements about it. They had to like change their practices or something. And George Clooney released his own statement. He was so, uh, he was so shocked. He said, what did he say? He was like, I'm saddened over their link to child labor on their coffee farms in Guatemala, blah, blah, blah. I think that this all happened around the time their next ad campaign was supposed to start.
1: They said, we're scrapping Brie. We're scrapping the donkeys. We
0: cannot
1: release this now. Okay, interesting timing on that one.
0: I was like, okay, what was their next ad, though? Like, because George Clooney kept doing it after that. But what was their next ad? And their next ad that actually came out in 2020 was fully, like, propaganda. This came out in October 2020. George Clooney, like, visiting coffee farms, hanging out with the farmers, being the smiling, like, international superstar who's, like, condoning all of this. He used his money for, I think, several charities. But he goes, most of the money I make on espresso commercials, I spend keeping a satellite over the border of North and South Sudan to keep an eye on Omar al-Bashir, the former Sudanese dictator who has been accused of war crimes.
1: I mean, you know, if you want to spend your money on keeping an eye on a dictator through a drone, sure. Maybe you should divert some of that money to children's charities after this. Hi, BLP, Could you please talk
3: about CelebHeights.com? Um, this is just an absolutely wild website. There's two things that I think are like very interesting of of many, but here's two. The first one is that he, the host tries to take as many pictures with celebrities that he can, and then he like comments on their heights. So a lot of the photos on the website, he's in them, which is just, it's you gotta see it. And then the other thing is, if you click on the link that celebs my height, it lists the celebs by, or height, but also their gender, which is kind of annoying. But so you can see like, okay, I want to see all the women that are five feet tall. But then I think it orders them in most clips. And so it kind of gives this weird them to who ranking based on height. So if you're like five foot women, Mara Wilson is first. And she outranks Judy Garland, Kylie Minogue, Dolly Parton. So like, is this Like, is it showing that people care about her height more? Like, how are people... This is so weird. Please talk about
1: this. Review this, report back. Thank you so much. Grunge, grunge, showing whole. What I like about this site, aside from Mm -hmm. the obvious, is that the top 50 is, like, clearly people being like this person seems tall i'm gonna like check how tall they actually are right it's not about short it's about tall people are curious about tall people and how tall exactly they are it's not like oh this person's lying about being tall that's more of a kind of height obsessed person's obsession this is more just the generalized like this person seems, ta- aside from Tom Cruise, this person seems tall. How tall are they? Because you're getting kind of your Alan Richson. Mm-hmm. That's the guy with the thick neck from that show My Dad Likes. Taylor Swift, Vin Diesel, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, John Cena, Jason Statham, Chris Hemsworth. Then you're getting kind of the shorties in there are not shorties, but people who, who look like they might be short but seem tall on Tom screen. Cruise. Tom Cruise, uh, Justin Bieber, DiCaprio, uh, then you're just then Trump is in there too. He's number 12. You know, people are curious
0: how tall he it's is. It's very dominated by like cis men. It is. It's like, how tall is that guy?
1: Why is Lauren Boebert who stands at five feet?
0: And I think Lauren Boebert is number one who stands at five feet zero. Because of her Beetlejuice thing, I think that's what it. I think it really her is. I bet this is. I bet this is purely. It's probably not even an algorithm. I think it's purely just popularity of the page.
1: Wait, you don't think that it's an algorithm? You think this guy's going in and being like, put her at the top?
0: No, I think it's automated by the the height page. That's the most popular at any given moment.
1: And people are checking to see how tall she is.
0: Well, I think people were probably just checking for details about Lauren Boebert and then clicking on whatever Google serves.
1: And one of them is this guy's website because it comes up pretty high in search.
0: Yeah. Celeb Heights is like a popular website.
1: I do like this guy. He, it feels like a real passion piece. He has a sense of humor. He's um, Scottish. So I feel like there's kind of a built in, like, he knows he's funny. This isn't like, he knows it's weird. He knows it's funny. He -hmm. is a perfect five, seven or five, eight. What did he say? Wait, it says says five, eight. He's, He's five, eight and one eighth. And he created Celebrity Heights because he knew he was a perfect 5'8". So he his goal is to compare his height to other celebrities by attending many, many cons, which I think is so funny, and standing next to celebrities to be like, here is actually like a barometer on which you can judge the height as the perfect 5'8". Mm-hmm. I like this because he always makes a celebrity stand back to back with him, but they don't really, I don't think they understand that that's just the most accurate no. way to get a height a height comparison. They're like, no. oh, this guy wants to be back to back with me, like huge sleigh. Like, yeah, let's let's do it, guy. But it's just funny because to me, he's so nefarious because he's kind of like, yes, I'm getting the perfect like height comparison, you know? Yeah. Also, did you know that your height changes at morning and at night because your bones like shrink, because or your spine expands or whatever? Do you know you're you're taller or shorter at night? Oh, like
0: the cartilage or something? No, I didn't know that.
1: Rob, I'm 177 centimeters in the morning and 175.3 to 175 five at night do you think we'd look about the same height would you class samberg or my my alias andy sandberg as a solid five nine it would my height be classed as a five nine thanks and then rob wrote yeah he seems to be a solid five nine to me but if you were photographed together people would struggle to tell if he was taller oh my god <laughs> no they take this very seriously he answers every comment which is extremely earnest
0: he's obviously gone into video as i guess everyone kind of had to but he started making videos about like You know, how tall are all these people? But video explorations, and they're all pretty short. But as you said, they're kind of nice. I'll play this one from Taylor Swift.
1: No, they're cute. They're not like AI. It's like him and his wife being like, let's talk about Taylor Swift in a cute and funny way and how tall she is. It's not this kind of like scary YouTube thing that we've seen now where they're like algorithmically created or like whatever. They're AI kind of robot creative.
3: Out of all the female celebs, Who in your wildest dreams would you like to meet?
0: Taylor Swift.
3: Oh yes, she's gorgeous. But how tall is she?
2: How tall? Give me a second. Oh, five
3: foot
1: nine
0: and a quarter. And that's what Celeb house is for.
1: If this site rings a bell to you, you're like, oh, Celeb height. we've talked about it. It was mentioned on an iconic episode of Mystery Show. Remember that show, mm-hmm. Starly Kynes Show? I do. And remember the episode about Jake Hall's height, which was like contested and like blah, blah, blah. And then she mm-hmm. like asked him his height and he kind of demurs. Mm-hmm. It's mentioned on that pod because it's always unclear how tall he is. Great mm-hmm. episode. Great episode.
0: I mean, his SEO is great. Jake Hall height, he's the top answer. And how tall is he? Five foot eleven and one quarter.
1: I mean, she asks him and he like won't even answer. And then also was written yeah. about by this site was written about by Katie Natopolis at BuzzFeed in 2015. She's referring to the mystery show because also in true Katie Natopolis interest, uh, the site guy gotten a fight with a different guy about heights mm-hmm. or whatever. And then they had like a height off, but it had nothing to do with celebrities. So it's a little bit boring.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She spoke to Rob, and I just wanted to read this thing that he said. Celeb Heights has been around for more than a decade now, but this was written in 2015, so it's been almost two decades. It's run by a guy named Rob Paul, 39, who lives just outside Glasgow. Rob told me over email that his interest in heights stemmed from age 14 when he hit 5'8 and stopped growing.
1: Yeah. Only a man would start a site because of height insecurity.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: A man stops growing at 5'8 and becomes obsessed with celebrity heights. Yeah, it seems it's it's giving therapy. You know what I mean? This is his Mm -hmm. life's work. But it's great because he's making a point that I actually do think is valid in terms of celebrity heights in which we really don't know how tall they are at any point. It's true. And it is really funny to kind of have a man act as a IRL uh, measuring stick to be like, If I stand next to this person and show you a photo, it will be it reminds me of that um, guy on TikTok that can find the measurement of anything with like math or whatever. It's like because the camera is so distorting, you kind of never know how tall anyone is. And celebs Mm -hmm. always seem taller than they are because of, you know, because of trickery
0: celebrities it's very easy for celebrities to lie about their height too it's just like a very easy lie to tell
1: oh it's so easy and there's so many tips and tricks like it used to be like you get little lifts or you like stand on a crate but now it's just like they they can just do a camera thing to make it look like they're the same they're the same height
0: shout out to katie natopolis in case people always forget katie natopolis is the titular katie and eric of the who's
1: i mean katie has been reporting on sites like this for a decade now you know what i mean Forever. forever true
0: forever Okay, let's play the next call.
3: Um, Pop Buzz has Madeline Argy (laughs) opens up about ending relationship with Central C. Um, She was on a call her daddy. I mean, honestly, like most of the audience knows on the caption, but she was on a call, the call her daddy podcast. Basically, like, are these people people I am going to want to know about someday? should know about, or should we just drop it? Like, what is their relevancy in burgeoning who Um
1: Godspeed, Bella Hadid.
0: Should you care about who these people are is a tricky question always.
1: Like, no, if you don't want to. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that?
0: I'm interested in her-ish. I'm interested in him-ish. But the thing about him is that, He's objectively maybe even a them, it seems, in the UK. Um, I mean, The Guardian called him the UK's biggest rap star. He's very popular in the, in, the, in the UK. But it's just like, should you know who these people are? It seems like you'll be seeing them more in the future, number one, because he's becoming a more more popular music star by the day. And she is about to release a podcast that seems like it's going to get tons of attention from everyone because it's from the Alex Cooper studio. What's what their stupid... Like Unwell Productions or something like that?
1: Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of see what her origin thing is because you don't just like get asked to host a podcast. Like that's just not whatever. So she... Mm-hmm. And I think the caller is pointing out like this rant... After Caller Daddy had a s- slew of actual celebrities on that we've heard of, they had this random woman. Who is she? Turns out she's like a big TikTok mm-hmm. person, obviously, that does these kind of confessional style, very popular rants and raves but not like you know aggressive more like telling telling stories about my life and actually Mm -hmm. I watched one where she was like I don't really understand I thought that like I, I thought that like everyone had stories like this but I guess it's just me and it's I guess it's pretty funny she's like I don't know why you all find me so engaging but she did make me laugh her TikToks made me laugh a few times and so basically I think her kind of come up is how then they then she started doing vlogging on YouTube, and then of course, like I uh, podcasting is a way to now currently make more money than vlogging on YouTube if you have a good deal and you're part of a network. So she was on Call Her Daddy because she had this like scandalous relationship with this guy that he was on Chicken Shop, so it all kind of crosses over, and they use mm-hmm. that to announce her new mm-hmm.
0: podcast. Well, they use their breakup because. She dated Central C for a while, but she never said it explicitly. People were just, to use the phrase, eagle-eyed fans would notice that it was like very obvious that if you read between the lines, she's seeing this guy. She's seeing this very famous UK rapper. She never admits it until they're broken up. And when they break up, the fans are noticing that they're probably broken up. And they're saying they're probably broken up. But it's not until this interview with Alex Cooper that she says it. And that's clearly like a PR move to give that interview some weight and attention. Oh, she broke up with this guy that maybe you've maybe heard of, even if you don't know who Madeline is.
1: To confirm, you guys are broken up. Yes. It kind of like in a fun, toxic way almost when you're like, oh God, like this needs to end. I think it was kind of hard because we both just were like a little bit obsessed with each other. The episode is about like relationship. Like it's themed based on... Based on that to give her a reason to be there other than to promote her own podcast, which she films actually relatable to you. She films in her car outside her mom's house where she lives. Oh,
0: She lives with her mom. Yeah, she's she's English, too. So it's like they're both she's from like she lives outside London, I think, or something. I think we didn't say that she's also British.
1: But yeah, she I do think that she is popular, too, because she has like a very catchy British lilt that Mm -hmm. really lends well to telling a yarn.
0: Mm hmm. I mean, he's gotten plenty of profiles from all sorts of people like
1: he was profiled in the New Yorker by Carrie Batten.
0: Yeah, from like music publications to the New Yorker and like Vogue, you know, like he's all over the place now. And he started on TikTok during the pandemic, and then sort of like refined his sound. And now his sound is like very distinctly like UK drill. The song that I think he went most viral for was the one that had the line, How can I be homophobic? My bitch is gay.
1: Well, he's actually referencing her also because she's gay.
0: Yeah.
2: How can I be homophobic? My bitch is
0: gay. and becoming music star who's like becoming very popular in their own country and then further internationally because now Central C has gotten like cosigns from American stars like Drake is one thing but like the number of profiles madeline rg has gotten in the past two weeks because of this podcast is it shouldn't surprise me but it surprises me this is like promo that madeline has gotten to promote her new podcast and it's like reminding me that alex cooper is just a powerhouse like there are so many profiles of this girly and it's like Okay, well, here's the next podcast where, like, I guess celebrities are going to go on and talk about stuff.
1: No, I actually don't think so. I think her podcast is, about, is her by herself in the car talking. Like, it don't. It's not an interview podcast. That's but not. Remember, the that's
0: how they always start. That's how Just Be with Bethany Frankel started, and it's like the moment they have celebrities on.
1: I think her format, and if it's if they're smart, they'll keep it, is that she is this like soliloquy. Like she's a very she's a soloist. It's in the car, like in it's filmed too, and it's literally a, a video of her. In the in car, the car. Talking talking to ourselves So yeah mm-hmm. I'm not going to assume otherwise But I do think that it's like A different format Than Call Her Daddy Not every podcast Is a celebrity Interviewing a celebrity You know uh, what's her faces are still solos uh emma chamberlain still just talks to camera you know what i mean like in her bed oh it's
0: still just her i thought she had people on it
1: yeah i think these are now we're podcast so podcasts it's like what's a podcast it's just a youtube channel but like you can get on rss like you can mm-hmm. get through your feed i really just think that what we're doing is taking a specific youtube format at this point and just making it rss and putting ads on it in a mm-hmm. in a different realm you know yeah and when they're done with podcasting, they'll go back to YouTube because guess what? The YouTube network is steady money. And the podcast one is like kind of up in the air question mark question mark.
0: Mhm. Let's move on.
2: How to be famous?
0: It was like 70 something degrees a couple of days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed or in my Pull case under out the bed.
1: Your linens, sweeties, the lin- it's time it's linen season, honey. Oh.
0: Oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life.
1: Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen.
0: I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like Ooh. and it's warm Ooh. it's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months which is sort of where I want my bedding to be somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. I hate And Quince middlemen. only
1: works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it.
0: Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who.
1: You're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This, this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. There's no substitutes. We have to go to the liquor store, but we don't have have time. We have
0: to get this particular vermouth or Amaro.
1: But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do?
0: DoorDash, because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments, and get it to my apartment in no time.
1: If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered.
0: And then you know what? You tip right within the app, they get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So...
1: Bobby, did you know that it's Live Nation's Concert Week, and from now through May 14th, you can get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows?
0: I did know because Live Nation sent us a list of all of the concerts, and... I'm obsessed because I'm definitely going to see some of these people.
1: Well, you can get up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, including Alanis Morissette, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson. Who else am I seeing? Lainey Wilson.
0: Peso Pluma and Sarah McLaughlin, like, back to back. That's fun. Megan Trainor, then Peso Pluma, then Sarah McLaughlin. And have us the summer of my life.
1: So grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now.
2: I want to be
1: famous. Hi, New
3: Weekly. Long time, long time. I'm calling because my boyfriend has shown me a tweet that says Skeppy is partnering with Chipotle to share that carne asada is finally back and it is amazing. Who is Skeppy?
1: <laughs>
0: Live and love
3: you
1: to laptop, crunch, crunch, bye. Who is Skeppy, a streamer?
0: Skeppy's yeah. a Twitch streamer, that's it. There's a certain category of who where I'm just like, I don't know what else to say.
1: But I also think when it comes to a certain category of who, like you don't need to know who Skeppy is unless you want to get into Twitch screaming. Like if you yeah. came to me and you were like, "Lindsay, I want to get into Twitch screaming streaming. Who should I watch who's around?" Then I'd be like, "Oh, like I mean, I don't know any of them either. But I'm say but then Skeppy or whoever would make sense to you. But kind of as like a casual pop culture person who just wants to know what who people are. I don't think you need to know who this is. Like you're not yeah. you're not at a loss, you know, right. to know who Skeppy is, right?
0: Even with Madeline and Central C. Sea- you don't know who they are, but they're appearing on your feeds, and they're appearing in your algorithms, and they're appearing in your in your media that you read.
1: They're right. They're in the New Yorker. I'm reading. Yes. I'm reading the New Yorker. I'm like, who is this person? And they're telling me who they are. Twitch this streamers is like, are I'm, very silent. I'm never gonna stream. <laughs> I'm never gonna see this. Like the only time a, st- a Twitch streamer like came into the public conscious was when they had that Union Square like debacle where the Twitch streamer is like, come to Union Square, and then like every teenager did, and it was like a huge riot. <laughs>
0: who was it? Oh, Kai Sanat yeah he told his twitch streams to massively popular but again very siloed hey if you come to union square i'll give you a playstation 5 i have a few to give away and then it like caused absolute anarchy
1: right that was absolute anarchy that
0: was pretty funny (laughs) That's actually pretty funny yeah they're very what am i trying like is siloed the word i'm trying to say they are very yeah i don't know walled off from the rest of media in a way because i think it's one of those things where it's like You have to be there. Like, you don't really understand a Twitch streamer unless you're sitting there watching Twitch streams. They don't really translate anywhere else, okay? And they're not talking about their personal life in the way that these other people are, like Madeline and Central are.
1: I mean, who knows? They might be. They might be, but like, life.
0: not to the media. not Or the media isn't talking to them. Maybe it's because the media hasn't decided to talk to them.
1: You're, what you're saying is like, you're listening to podcasts, you're listening to this one, you're listening to music, whatever, like those mm-hmm. people might come up. If you're not Twitch streaming, Skeppy, et cetera, are not going to come up and therefore you're not going to be like confused or left out. So don't worry about it. We're just keeping your brain safe from this, you know?
0: Exactly. Which explains why this caller called in and the only reason they were in to the existence of Skeppy is because they saw a tweet, a promoted tweet or Instagram ad from Chipotle that said Skeppy partners with Chipotle to reintroduce the carne asada because the carne asada has not been at Chipotle for like 3 years. I can't believe carne asada's okay?
1: back. I know. I can't, I really can't believe carne asada's back. And
0: Chipotle. Chipotle is using Skeppy in their ads and those ads are appearing on the feeds of people who like Chipotle. And, if you, and that's, like, a broader audience than that, okay?
1: Can you get, like, a sound effect when Mario gets a coin and it's, like, whenever ba-dum. we accidentally say, like, an ad, even though we're trying to describe somebody else's ad, you could do, it like, the coin sound. I mean, we're not making money on this, but it no. is kind of funny that I just said I can't believe the carnitas is back at Chipotle. Like, that should make me Mario Cash, you know?
0: I was always a carnitas person. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Um, so, <laughs> See? See? So I was sort of intrigued. I was like, who is Skeppy? I'm sort of interested, like, why did they partner with Skeppy, whose real name is, in case you care, Zach Ahmed. He's an American mm-hmm. YouTuber. He's 23 sure. years old.
1: So he is doing Chipotle spawn. But what you are what you were laughing about, I'm glad you clicked this. He's doing Chipotle spawn in Minecraft. In Minecraft. In Minecraft, <laughs> there isn't really um, enough kind of... They're not really eating in that game. Everyone's a block. Like the they're, they're just the kind of the rendering, the just the the detail of the kind of game is not really going to be showing Chipotle bowl. And I don't think no. Chipotle even has the money or ability to put bowl inside Minecraft. So you have this incredible thing where you have the live stream of the Minecraft characters in the world, and then you mm-hmm. also have like the video of the person. Like the front-facing video of yeah. the person eating Chipotle bowl, actual real-life Chipotle bowl. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny because in the game, the characters are just kind of standing there, and the players are being like, "Yum, yum! I love this Chipotle bowl."
0: I watched this. I scrubbed this fucking video to try to find the Chipotle just, just a Chipotle yet because they're just—it's just like a two-hour-long stream of him and a couple of his friends, who I guess are also famous streamers. One of them is Hannah Rose, running around Minecraft. Okay. They're running around right. minecraft land like doing their thing right. i don't really understand how minecraft works but it can be like there's like action there's fighting in it and they leave the like gaming area like they leave where they're like doing things that are like kinetic and involve a lot of like action and <laughs> they say okay our our chipotle has been delivered i can't believe the carne asada's back I'm gonna, i'll play the clip you can just hear the audio let's go eat it somewhere. And so they have to go to a part of their Minecraft area that's like the house where they can like be in solitude. So they go to like Skeppy's living room that's so fun
1: they go to like they go to the dining room in Minecraft to eat their Chipotle
0: and what happens when you take your avatar upstairs to eat your Chipotle bowl in real life Mm -hmm. the avatars just Mm -hmm. stop moving and so when they're eating this this is why I put this screen clap in here they're just like stoic stone Minecraft figures as they're all like the carne asada is so good look at my carne asada I'm putting the carne asada bowl in the video and then at one point he's like I don't think my light's not doing well I don't think you can see so he makes the video bigger to show the chipotle bowl bigger it's honestly not that flattering because here's one thing about chipotle bowls they don't look good in low light and this is low light it looks like slop i mean i love chipotle but like this isn't exactly the most appetizing thing i've ever seen in my life but all the comments are like guacamole te amo i love guacamole i love guacamole he's like Hey fam, hey chat, hey chat. Like, tell me if you like guacamole, and they're all like, "We love guacamole, we love guacamole, we love guacamole. I love chipotle, so I love chipotle." It's like, it's so. Like,
1: funny.
0: It's so I'm sorry, it's so fucking funny. funny. It's so fucking funny. It's
1: so funny to to have to sell chipotle in Minecraft. It's objectively Minecraft. hilarious. It's giving conference room with a bunch of thirty somethings being like. Just give them the Chipotle in the game. And then me raising my hand. Okay, well, they can't really eat it in the game because there's no like capacity to like. And then them being like, and the give graphics to them or whatever. Right. Like we're fighting about like Chipotle rendering. I just think this is like one of the funnier ad collaborations that you could possibly try and figure out. Also, when you give a like twenty something a Chipotle bowl in real life, they're not gonna make it look appetizing. So you really have to rely on like you know the idea of it being appetizing because the bowl does not look appetizing.
0: He'll be like, "This looks so flipping good. This looks so flipping good. My Chipotle, Chipotle so flipping good. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> it's really crazy. This has almost three hundred thousand views.
1: I love that. Sorry, it's I an love eight
0: that. hour long stream.
2: Check that out. Oh my gosh, chat." it looks so flipping good it's so flipping good they absolutely loaded this up chat oh my gosh it's so flipping awesome i'm absolutely ecstatic chat it literally like it's got carne asada which is so flipping good i absolutely love it chat it's so fucking good. That's the carne asada. Yeah, I'm sorry, chat. I'd share, you guys want some? Oh, I'd share some with you, but it's for, it's for me. I'm sorry. It's for me. I can't give you guys any. It's too delicious. I'm sorry, otherwise I'd share. Okay, I'll give you guys one little bite. All right, open wide, open wide, chat. And there you go, just one bite, just for you guys.
0: I don't know how I found this. Thank God it was in the first hour because I was like, when are they going to say Chipotle? When are they going to say Chipotle?
1: But you saw the bowl. Is it that you saw the bowl? I saw
0: the bowl in the little um, thumbnail when I was scrubbing. And I was like, I guess. I guess. And there it was. Yeah, you
1: saw the bowl. You saw the bowl.
0: Okay, next call. Let's do some rapid fire calls. Hi, BLT. This is your friend Richard. Um, I was watching this week's episode of The Morning Show and I was thinking about Sasha Alexander who plays Billy Crudup's real estate agent turned lover. Uh, and I was wondering if you could talk about her because I've known about her since Dawson's Creek. And, uh, I feel like that's all I know about her except that she's Isles of Brazilian Isles. So Sasha Alexander, is she even a who tell me please? Okay. I don't know if you could hear that Lindsay, but that was Richard. Uh, Friend of the pod, Richard Lawson, calling in because he was watching the new episode of The Morning Show that co-starred Sasha Alexander (laughs) as Billy Crudup's... um, Sasha Alexander from Rizzoli and Isles and Dawson's Creek. So here's the thing. So Rizzoli was Angie Harmon. Angie Harmon. Yes. And then Sasha was Isles. Okay. So here's the story of this call. He was watching this and then he texted me and said, I just called into the podcast. And then after I called into the podcast, I found out... That Isles, Sasha Alexander's mother-in-law, is Sophia Loren. So my new question is... And I was like, recall in. And he goes, I'm not going to recall in. So (laughs) Sasha Alexander's mother-in-law is Sophia Loren because Sasha Alexander married Sophia Loren's son. Okay?
1: Stop. Stop.
0: So when you look at Sasha Alexander of Dawson's Creek and Rizzoli and Isles fame instagram you will see sophia loren in a lot of those photos and it's like bonjour, no, and i guess she is like oh she's ethnically, ethnically, yes in dawson's creek okay yes sorry,
1: she, I is. Know. Yes, uh-huh, she uh-huh. is uh-huh uh-huh thank you is. i had to look up. i didn't remember what's yeah. going on there okay yeah i'm sorry
0: the question is does sophia loren know what risoli and isles is <laughs> oh my god oh my god on the god. count of three one two three yes no no you don't think she learned her daughter-in-law's job why are
1: we why are we bothering sophia loren how old is she she's old
0: she's 89
1: oh my god why are we bothering her with this
0: so your argument is that sasha alexander says i don't need to burden her with my past work
1: (laughs) no exactly exactly
0: he married Sasha Alexander in two thousand seven, which was before Rosolia and Isles.
1: Yes. And so therefore when they met, it was kind of like, yeah. And she was just kind, they were kinda of like, Does she have a job? And and Sophia was like, Oh, she's in the biz. She yes, is an actress. Not that. <laughs> Whatever that is, not that.
0: <laughs> okay. Well So I guess. Sophia Lauren does not know what Rizzoli and Isles is. She doesn't know that her daughter-in-law was once Dr. Isles.
1: I'd be curious to hear what Richard thinks about this,
0: to be fair. Okay, let me But let me I tell. don't think so. Yeah. Do you think? I just texted, do you think Sophia knows what Rizzoli and Isles is? And he said he's on your team. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Thank you,
1: Richard. Thank you, Richard. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I had a thought starter for you guys.
3: Is Zendaya, I don't really know how to phrase this, so bear with me as I try to work through this thought process myself. Is Zendaya like the most famous person who competed on Dancing with the Stars while she was still a vet or a who to like become a them? Kim Kardashian competed on Dancing with the Stars, but I feel like that doesn't really count. Like, is there anyone else who had like a who to them to dr- to, to dress? I did that word trajectory. Like Zendaya, you know, is is she the most famous person to come from that or who, who competed on that? And they feel like Zendaya wouldn't even acknowledge or remember that she did it. Didn't she win? Um, I don't know. Just so, something to think about. Thank you, Crunch Crunch. Bye.
0: Zendaya didn't win. This was season sixteen that. Uh, Zendaya was on and came in second place. What year? I'm looking year that it? up. It was the year was 2013. Okay.
1: Wow. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. A really different, a really different time because of we started who weekly. I always like judge it based on we started who weekly in 2015 or six fifteen the, or yeah, 16-ish. 15, 16 ish. Yeah. And so, and she was still very much a who like people are like, who is Zendaya? Like people were talking. So that was years before that.
0: A cursory scroll of all of the contestants on Dancing with the Stars since it premiered, you know, like 30 seasons ago. Yeah. Leads me to believe that Zendaya is the most famous person who went from who to them on this thing. I think the only competition, as the person said, is Kim Kim Kardashian. It's Kim Kardashian. Right.
1: The person said Kim. It's Kim.
0: They said it, but there really isn't another option. Like everyone else is firmly at the level that they were when they were on this show. Or maybe slightly above.
1: Okay, fair. Because you're getting like Buzz Aldrin and like, yes, obviously Buzz Aldrin's... You know, there are people who... Buzz Aldrin's more famous
0: than Zendaya, but that's how famous he always was. Yes.
1: Right. Like nothing changed. Interesting. Okay, so it's more about the season you were on. It's more about the Mm -hmm. year that you were on the show and like what you were doing then. Right.
0: Priscilla Presley was on season six, which is huge. But like, I don't know that Priscilla Presley like necessarily got so much more famous since then like obviously there was more she became more relevant in the past few years
1: well there's a thin line between like relevant and famous right? yeah
0: right i don't think right, that, that right 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 but oh you know who might be a little higher actually now mm-hmm. that i'm looking not mm-hmm. zendaya level by any means but has seen their career take a kind of notable shift niecy nash
1: oh because she was like more prestige more prestige you mean yes more prestige you mean
0: yes has gone prestige has come out
1: you're right a lot of these people were the the most famous they're going to be at the time of the show cuz that's it what didn't the show did not get is any more trafficking in. famous yeah. right like yeah. cuz you if you scroll down it's like Shell was on season what 29 or 30 but that mm-hmm. was at the that was when we already talking about her because of selling sunset that's yeah. why she was on the show it wasn't like she was going to be on selling the sunset uh, selling, selling sunset. the sunset yeah selling i don't think we sunset. have
0: any other true who to them people here apart from kim and i and think argue and zendaya and arguably nisi nash that's an interesting point where it's like you're on this show at the height of your powers as a who when you know that you don't have much left to do And if you do maintain fame, it's like at this exact level.
1: (laughs) And it's rare that they would have somebody up and coming who's on a track to become kind of a them who would be like, sure, I'll go on this show. Like young people on this show, it feels very like Jojo Siwa on this show. She's very much like she already was on a reality show. She already knows her kind of direction in life is not Mm -hmm. going to be kind of the traditional the traditional path. Like you're not seeing like Zoe Kravitz put on this show. Right. No. Even if she would have a great time, which I think she would have a great time.
0: She would have had a great time. Don't you think? I think so. Yeah. Next call. Hey, BLT. Long time, long time. Uh, just wondering, now that there's going to be a Betty Boop musical, does
3: that make Betty Boop a them
0: or even more of a who? I just can't figure out who this musical would even be for. Uh, thanks. Crunch Crunch.
1: Betty Boop's are them. No? Betty
0: Boop's are them, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You like come out of the womb knowing who Betty Boop is. Like she's just sort of everywhere. More than like kind of in the in the canon of like American cartoon characters, it's like Mickey Mouse, Betty, Betty Boop. Boop.
1: But what's weird is that Mickey Mouse exists way more places in culture and like in movies and cart, you know, like in stuff that might be actively still being watched by young people. Mm -hmm. There are no young people watching the Betty Boob cartoons. They are not. No, I never watched it. I knew she was. Like I did, but only because my friend got weirdly obsessed with Benny Boop when we were watching kind of the black Uh-oh. and white cartoons. But those things haven't been I can
0: imagine that friend.
1: Yep. Those <laughs> those but I'm just saying those things haven't been updated or and Betty Boop hasn't been revamped or <laughs> you rebooped. Know my joke? Yeah, rebooped it. Like yeah. rebooted. Mm-hmm. Um, for a new generation. I'm not sure her story, I mean TBD on this musical, I think it's going to Chicago first or whatever. But yeah, like Chicago first. I'm not sure like her her narrative just just she's kind of just like a random woman who has a dog yeah. and some friends. Like it's <laughs> not no one's been so excited to be like let's let's make Betty Boop a thing that kids enjoy because she's kind of just a sexy woman and she's like yeah. ooh oop what ooh. you know kids want to watch like like fake dog, you know, dogs being cops or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, what is that Paw Patrol?
0: <laughs> she's kind of just like ooh <laughs>
1: Right. Ooh. She she kind of is. Like her whole thing. I watched the cartoons.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. no. Uh, yeah. Oops. Yeah. yeah. This is a thing that I actually learned... I specifically learned it from Wendy Williams. I did not know this until Wendy Williams told me this, that Betty Boop was inspired by a black woman and canonically Betty Boop is a black woman. Yeah. So she's being played by a black woman in the musical, Jasmine Amy Rogers.
1: And this is something we only know because Wendy Williams was obsessed with Betty Boop. You said that. But like, remember when she had her COVID show? We'll miss that, kind of. And she had that big Betty Boop Boop statue statue. that somebody had given her that was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, she, that was one of her talking points.
0: But yeah, Boop the musical making Betty Boop of them just feels wrong. No, Betty Boop is already in no. them. That's why she's becoming a musical. I'm
1: trying to think of other kind of cartoon figures where we don't even watch the cartoons anymore, but they're kind of just like iconic. But I guess Looney Tunes. Are kids watching Looney Tunes? I'm not sure. In my mind, kids are only watching like algorithm like cartoons, you know?
0: Yeah. That horrible stuff that like Sid was watching on YouTube and we were at their house. I was like, Oh Our pa- my! Our parents God.
1: showing their kids Looney Tunes, right? Or are Looney Tunes only for like lesbians in big jean jackets? Like, mm-hmm. what is the kind of Looney Tunes trajectory? But they're kind of more iconic than just like the cartoon itself, you know?
0: I guess I think it. I th- but I think that is you're getting to the the heart of something, which is that. As long as these characters are somehow merchandised, you don't necessarily have to consume any of their content beyond exactly. the stuff that You're you so like buy right. and wear.
1: You're so right. But then they're just a cartoon on a jacket versus yeah. being like Betty Boop, I have a whole narrative about her personality that I that I've it's like, gathered, I you know?
0: Definitely had a shirt with t- with Taz on it when I was a kid. First, didn't sure really care about did. Taz. Def <laughs> just like I definitely had a shirt that said basketball is life, the rest is just details. I hated basketball, but I wore the shirt. Damn. You know? And I was familiar with basketball as a concept. I was familiar with basketball as a concept, just like I'm familiar with Betty Boop as a concept. (laughs) I saw a tweet recently that was like, "It's his time to return" or something, and it was like a photo of Taz, and I was like, "That's true. I think, I think Taz is due for a resurgence."
1: It's true. I mean, true. Let's get let's get the Sonic weird uh, AI cartoon like whateverification of Taz. You know, let's get that.
0: It made me think. You know what I think is is coming back soon. Yeah, the Flintstones.
1: Oh, no. It's like we're up for another round.
0: I think we're up for another round of Flintstones.
1: Yeah. Flintstones, Jetsons crossover, though, is is a very lucrative idea that we could bring back. (laughs)
0: Kind of like future past. I mean, think about it. It's brilliant.
1: No, future past we love. Yeah, future
0: past, Stone Age, Space Age. We love. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's brilliant.
1: Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um,
3: Do you think that Jake from State Farm is on Raya? I feel like he's on Raya that's it that's all i just looking at him i'm like i think he's a who there's pictures on him on twitter when he goes to basketball games and maybe he's a non but i think he's a who and um yeah i just when i'm thinking about like dating apps he would be on you're not going to see him on tinder i think he'd be on raya just want to know your thoughts okay crunch crunch thank you makes it easy
0: if Jake from State Farm, who is now played by Kevin Miles, he's like number one Jake from State. I think they've we've we've like memory hold the original Jake from State Farm, who got canceled for reasons that are honestly I forgot and don't know. He was like a white guy, about.
1: right? Jake from State Farm was like a random white guy. Like I never knew any guy. of these guys were. Yeah.
0: And now Jake from State Farm has been this actor, Kevin Miles, for years now, I guess.
1: Yeah. It must be so annoying to be playing a character, but the character is a real guy who works for a company instead of you just being the real guy that works for the company. Like, Mm -hmm. I get why they do this. It's like one degree of separation. But like, it's one thing to be like, I play like a character on a TV show and I'm an actor. It's another thing to be like, I play a character in an advertisement who's meant to just be a normal person who works at a store, Mm -hmm. but I'm a real person too. That's just too confusing for... The public, I think. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Because the original Jake from State Farm, as you said, was an actual State Farm employee that they, like, put on screen. And then they replaced him with an actor, which is sort of the opposite of State Farm's whole deal. For for a long time, State Farm prided itself on the fact that their ads had real State Farm agents in them. And then they were like, well, maybe that could be an issue. <laughs> let's yeah, right. Let's just hire Kevin Miles. So he's been doing it for about three years. Okay, interesting. Do you think that Kevin Miles, who is now Jake from State Farm, is on Raya, would be on Raya? I feel like if you're Jake from State Farm, if you're in a national ad and you want to date, if you're not on Raya, what are you fucking doing with your life? Like, if you want to date, if you want to meet people and you're not on Raya, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. That's like the perfect celebrity level to see on Raya.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I think my point is, like, if you're Jake from State Farm and you're not using that to, like, pick up girls, again, sorry, sorry, sorry. Pick like up whoever. it whoever. Now's your time, you know? Oh, yeah, pick up whoever. But now's your time to shine. Yeah. Like, go for it. You know what I mean? Because you are at your peak, like, notability. Did you see that cursed yes. thing that I retweeted about Jake from State Farm? Is that, like, what this person is referring to? The no, thing that I tweeted from who we—hold on. That I retweeted. I mean, I didn't even to give credit to no one. I— it's not like I did anything. I just retweeted this and said, question mark, question mark, question mark. Hold on.
0: Oh, Deadpool star Ryan Reynolds and Always yeah. Sunny star Rob McElhenney were critical in helping get Jake from State Farm steeded next to Donna Kelsey at the Eagles Commanders game on Sunday.
1: <laughs> Does that make you want to bang your head against a wall?
0: Yeah, it makes <laughs> or me want what? to bang my head against the wall until I'm or absolutely what? <laughs> dead.
1: It's just absolutely so dead. like... It's so nefarious. And now you kind of understand, like, Ryan Reynolds at that game. Yes, I know his wife is Blake Lively, who's Taylor Swift's best friend. He's never stopping being, like, looking around, being like, what can I do here? A lot of I'll eyes on a, us. A lot of what's eyes on his this What's company game. called?
0: His marketing company? It's like a, it it's a
1: marketing agency, whatever it's called. Max, yes. Maximum
0: effort. Maximum effort. His whole thing, yeah. it's like, this is why... It's the stuff with Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds being involved with the Taylor Swift stuff, being adjacent to it or really connected to it. Actually, is so nefarious. Is it's because this is his whole deal. It's like it's not that he's a marketing genius. It's that he's forged really good relationships with a bunch of people. That's like all it is. It's like, which I guess has a skill in its own right. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like oh. He's a he's a brilliant marketer it's like no he's like a handsome guy in Hollywood who has a lot of friends that's it well
1: that's what I'm saying this is a pure example of like he got invited to the game because his wife is friends with Taylor Swift he like yes. looked around he was like there should be business being done here and I'm the one yes. to do it. it it really is the most like we're praising this guy for being Awful. a genius I do think that he is like good at what he does but sure, what he, is. he does yeah. is be in the right place at the right time for a lot of these types of situations I mean I'm out here mm-hmm. watching Welcome to Wrexham being like he's a genius I love this <laughs> show by the, sh- by the way great show on its second I know or third how much season you
0: love Welcome to
1: Wrexham they just had a great episode about the women's. Team, I'm just like whoever's making that documentary is doing a good job, whether or not Ryan Ryan Reynolds is involved or not. It's mm-hmm. a it's a good documentary.
0: Yeah. Okay. And speaking of,
1: did you watch? Have you watched yeah. the? We'll talk about this on the Patreon, but have you watched the Fisher Stevens directed Beckham documentary on Netflix? We have to talk about. No,
0: that. but you were texting all last night about how you couldn't believe it was a good and good. B directed by <laughs> Fisher Stevens.
1: <laughs> okay, so I'm just saying. it And I saw it. the viral well, clip
0: of her saying that they're working class, which I felt okay, like is enough for me.
1: Talk about it on the Patreon. I think you'll like the the documentary. How many
0: episodes is it? Like four or something. Is but there's like actually fun. stuff going on. Like it's yeah, like it's like boring. about
1: it's like it's like about it. It it goes into depth about specific games that were pivotal, but it makes it interesting, like Wrexham does. And it also talks about his celebrity and like because you're kind of like, how did he get to be the most famous footballer? That's so crazy. Like, what other footballers are as famous as him? Yeah. it's it's a rarefied bunch. What changed? What happened? Do you remember when? God, no, I'm really just doing spawn for this. Um, ding ding ding. You remember when he wore the sarong? Oh yeah. And people died. That's in this doc, and I'd forgotten that that was such a big. It's just like. He wore the sarong and like it's the specific time of when he wore the sarong and his reaction was just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a sleigh and you kind of have to love it.
0: Fisher Stevens has a lot of famous friends, which is like a thing about Fisher Stevens. And he was for a time kind of a cool guy in Hollywood. So I was kind of like, OK, is our Fisher and David old friends? And I don't think they are because there was a Guardian article. No, that I saw you know that what happened? Like, Leo you know DiCaprio was like yes. Fisher. Will you direct this? And Leo DiCaprio said, no. Fisher, And then he yeah. pressured him into doing it
1: because Leo DiCaprio, Ultimate Connector, knew that Fisher Stevens liked football because you kind of already have. You kind of have to like it at first, and yeah. so like, or soccer, and said, "You guys should really get Fisher Stevens to direct this," and that's how
0: it kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Which is
1: like, mm-hmm. of course, it just took one person again—the Ryan Reynolds effect. It took one famous person to recommend another famous person.
0: Yeah, because Fisher Stevens is a direct, like, he's directed stuff in the past. Like, there, this wasn't random, but anyway. no, no, no. No. I was just Anyways, sort of like sorry. because I'm very skeptical of celebrity documentaries these days because so many of them are like basically just marketing tools for the celebrity. They're just sort of like, what is this? They're,
1: I was reading a little bit about it. He claims that they left in stuff that David wasn't loving. He it wasn't this okay. full kind of
0: like I'll only participate
1: if you're okay. nice to me. But TBD. I'll let you know when I I'll let you know on the Patreon when I finish watching it.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Keep calling in at 619 WhoThem to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday Patreon show. Support us on patreon.com whoweekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, and more. Uh, we'll be talking about the morning show, obviously. And obviously we'll be talking about Beckham. Oh <laughs> yeah, no, See okay. us live, whoweekly.us slash live. We've only got a few more dates left, but show's still going. Unless it's sold out, then you can't see us. Unless you're going, then you can't see us. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Hoos for providing our Rita theme song and also Celebrity Hype profiles. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Bye.
1: See ya. Hey.
0: Mia. Hey.
1: Hey. Are parents showing their kids Looney Tunes, right? Or are Looney Tunes only for, like, lesbians in big jean jackets?
0: Hey, Lindsay.
3: Bobby. It's, like, stupid hot for October in Chicago, and I was putting
0: this, like, cinnamon roll shit into iced coffee this morning, and I couldn't help but to just keep singing,
3: It's just a little grunge, not like I think every time we brunch. Anyway, showing whole. Hi, BLT. Long time, long time. I had a major pause the pod moment just now because on Friday, my house fucking flooded. um, And um, I had to call the fire department. um, And I was thinking of Bobby as like the giant fireman came. But I was like justified because it was a disaster. There was smoke after the flood and all that. That's fine. Second. Second um to a weekly moment was, you know who came? You know who came the day of the flood? The waters receded, let the river run. We got mail that day. USPS, Pierre Rose. Just needed to um, tell you that because it's important. Brunch crunch. Lindsay's available corporate pre- presentation, playing it by sound, misstating idioms, and killing it. Avidia Tiangan, Crunch Crunch. In another life, on another timeline, Brie Larson was in student government in college, specifically in college, because that's the brand of insufferable she is. Um, to any hooligans who were in student government in college, Sorry. that's oh, them's the rule. Um but that's that's what she's giving <laughs> in this dance this uh dance announcement. Um showing how